here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give him a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here, joined as always by Jeff Hawkins here on Sunday night, February 22nd, right after WWE Fastlane, one of, if not the most anticipated pay-per-view on WWE Network this month. Jeff Hawkins, how are you? How are you, Jeff? (laughs) The most anticipated one of this month because it's the only one of this month. That might be that might be it. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. This is Shake Them Rope 67. We are talking fast lane. Uh, this is a live show. We are live right now at ShakeThemRopes.com. The podcast version, if you're listening to the podcast version, yeah, we go live sometimes. It's quite fun. Join us. Mm. Uh, but we thank all of those who are listening live on the website right now, as well as listening to the podcast version. We will be taking your calls on fast lane. We're going to start those up in just a few moments. So I know there's some eager beavers out there. And yes, I said eager beavers because I'm very old. Uh, There are some eager people out there that are ready to call in. I will let you know when we are starting the calls. We'll do that shortly. Uh, If you would like to subscribe to our podcast, maybe if you're a new listener, you can subscribe to our weekly podcast at shakethemropes.com slash subscribe. And right now on the website, if you're listening live right now, we have a poll up asking what's the best match from Fastlane tonight. You can go vote and what uh, we'll read the results later on the best match of Fastlane. But Jeff Hawkins, this was fast lane. A lot of the stuff went down how we uh, how we kind of thought it would, but mm. not as much uh, as we thought it would. Like I figured, one of the main events were going to have a screwy finish, but the <laughs> most the most screwy we really got was Lana coming in for a brief little bit to give Rusev a distraction win. Uh, that was kind of it. Otherwise, the last two main events, uh, the last two matches delivered, I thought. Uh, it was an underwhelming first two hours, but the last two matches made it an okay pay-per-view to me. Well, that's that's great. You can say only one of the two main events had a screwy finish because every other match had a screwy finish. Every other one did, too. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting the screwy finishes to happen later in the show. They instead Good happened Lord. early and often. Oh, if you had watched the Oscars or the UFC for the first two hours, you would have been fine. I thought most yeah. of it was terrible, to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting them to continue the uh, gold dust and stardust, but it looks like that is not over. It's not over. Actually, you know what? The, the one thing that got me mad was that opener. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Rollins is your guy and Rollins is going to be strong, why isn't he getting the pin, especially with Randy Orton coming back? I thought it was a lot. I mean, we talked about this in our preview show that I thought either an Orton uh, distraction would come during the match to cost Team Authority the win. Mm. Because then, I mean, you're not hurting the fired guys. and You're not really hurting Seth Rollins because Orton interfered. Or Kane and the Big Show would dissent and something would happen with that. We didn't really get that either. Uh, It was just, you know, the authority gets the win because the fired guys are idiots. Mm. And then Randy Orton shows up after the fact. Yeah, but to get back to the main events, you know, Rusev... Cena, we pretty much figured was going to be something screwy. Yes. You and I. Yeah. Correct. Something screwy. I expected more. I expected more screwy, actually. Really? Okay. I didn't expect just Lana to run into the ring and mildly, you know, cause a distraction. 
I expected like a no DQ or a, a DQ or a count out. But you know what? This worked anyway, because now you I can build up to a it. WrestleMania match where maybe Lana can't interfere. Maybe you actually have a cage match. Maybe you have a Hell in a Cell match. Maybe you have a submission match with Lana banned from ringside. I don't know. Something. And uh, and I thought Daniel Bryan pretty much was the star of that main event. I mean, he made, he made Roman look great, even though Roman did nothing for me. I think he got exhausted halfway through that match i mean i he he was not used to going as long as he did i mean he's been doing longer matches on the house shows but they've been at a slower pace than what this kind of was um i i thought he held up his end of the bargain okay i mean uh i I liked how he was fighting out of you know the submissions he was giving every fight possible out of the submissions even the small ones early in the match he was making sure he wasn't going down like that was him he was the bigger guy making sure the little guy didn't take him down you know what? The one thing that's shocked me, that three suplex spot got nothing from that crowd. Yeah. That, they're, they're, they're trying to use that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was such a pandering spot and it did nothing for anybody there. Didn't do a whole lot, uh, but we no. are talking WWE Fastlane. Uh, we will open up the phone line. So if anyone out there does have any interest in calling in and, and talking about Fastlane, your favorite matches, your least favorite matches, the things that surprised you, you can call in on Skype. The Skype name is Let's Say Things, all one word, L-E-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Uh, you may have to add us as a contact first before you call in, which we will accept. Or you can call in via the phone, 260-494-3811, or hit us up on Twitter, at ShakeThemRopes, and we will get to your comments. But you can go ahead and call in now, and we will take your calls on Fastlane. Uh, as we opened up with that Authority 6, man, the Authority getting the win there, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, if, if anyone out there follows like the betting odds before, uh, the, the pay-per-view start, like the different websites that actually place bets on mm-hmm. WWE Fastlane and other pay-per-views, there was quite a big, uh, quite a big, uh, shift within the last hour or so of the show. And the authority one was, uh, certainly one of those, uh, shifted odds. So I, I kind of figured we were in for something with that. Uh, but let's get to our first phone call. Warren Taylor is on the line. Voices of wrestling. Warren how was WWE Fastlane to you? What was your most, uh, what most resonated with you? Like, what's the one thing in a week you might remember from the show? Tonight was the one night only showing of the American crowd. Yeah, okay. Okay. reason why I say that is tonight in the main event, we got to see what makes Daniel Bryan special. That was his very best from fighting big guys like Morishima and ROH. I absolutely love the intensity of that. I may have overrated a little bit, but I gave the main event four and a half. Loved it. Roman actually came out of it looking better, and you guys are right. Brian was a star of that one. I thought. I. I mean, my 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 tweet was Brian. Brian's the new flair. I mean, he could carry a guy to to that to. I mean, he could carry a broomstick to a four star match. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I don't want to give 100% of the credit to Daniel Bryan. Like I said, Roman Reigns held his own in this match. It was a very good showing for a guy who doesn't have 20-minute main event matches very often at all. Um, So, yes, Daniel Bryan, he brought, yeah, he brought the intensity that if you're a Ring of Honor fan and you saw Daniel Bryan in in his big run in Ring of Honor, he brought that intensity here, which... You know, he does in certain main events. I mean, he brought it against John Cena, but this time he was kind of playing a little bit more heelish because he wasn't the surefire babyface in this match. And the crowd was a little late to respond to it. They did respond late, especially at the uh, big near falls at the end with the spear and then the missed uh, or the kick out of the Basuke knee. Uh, the, the crowd got into it at the end. I mean, the crowd, I think, thoroughly enjoyed the last hour of that show. Um, but Warren, I, that was, that was definitely something I think is going to resonate with a lot of people is the Daniel Bryan intensity in that main event, because there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff on that show to, uh, to kind of remember for a long period of time. Uh, we'll get into some of the mm-hmm. angles, but, but Warren, I want to thank you for calling in and, uh, thank you for sitting through three hours of that live to write the review for voices of wrestling.com. No problem. Maybe we'll eventually find out what happened to Taylor Mitchell too. Maybe one time <laughs> Taylor Mitchell kind of, uh, he may have. Something may have happened to him in the in the middle of that review, but we move along to our next call. Area code three zero one. Your name and where are you calling from? 
Hey guys, uh, my name is Jay. I'm from Maryland. Uh, at Twitter handle at Mark Out for Tacos. How you guys doing? Ah, Hi, Mark I Out recognize. for Tacos. We're I doing quite well. Him. I just uh, I just watched the WWE pay per view, and Jeff did as well. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we watched a Sunday Night Raw. Not a really a pay per view, but uh, the second half pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, I, the the first two hours were you know a basic Raw, maybe even a SmackDown. And then they decided, you know what? Uh, it's Sunday night. We should probably give you guys some pay-per-view matches. And they did. I mean, yeah, there was a shaky right, finish, right. but they did. Jeff, how many? You made a comment on Twitter, Jeff, Uh-oh. that you were four shots in. Was that true? I'm not going to say whether it's true or not. Keep- I'm doing... I'm I'm yeah. do I sound like I'm I'm struggling for words or anything right now? Yes. No. No, shut up. <laughs> no. That's, well, that's can, me always. I can, guarantee, I can guarantee the Memphis crowd didn't even have one shot in by the sounds of them. Uh, they, yeah. They weren't very but, loose, were they? No. Nah, you know, it seems like every crowd since after the Rumble has been so damn dead. Well, what were they supposed to get get behind in in this night up until the last two matches. I mean, we're, what that, yeah, that, that, yeah. that Bella page match. Come on. Oh no, 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 no. But, but they did react good to the Bray Wyatt stuff, which, you know, in my opinion was fucking awesome. You know, I mean, I know everybody, uh, Bray Wyatt's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think he's fantastic. And, uh, I'm looking more forward to this stuff with takers than most people probably, but that was awesome. That, that, that's the point of the show where I was like, okay, now I have something to watch, and all I have to watch now is some actual good wrestling matches, and we thankfully got them there at the end. I thought the Bray Wyatt stuff was much better than the Triple H Sting stuff. We'll go oh, into yeah, that. Yeah. We'll go into that later. I gotta break that down. That that, that frustrated me, like, no, to no end. Breaking it down. Yeah, it was, uh, we talk about the main events and I think that's going to be a thing that most people are going to talk about on this show. Um, but yeah, we, we had some angles and like you said, this was a Sunday night raw. This is what we kind of said going into the show that it was because it was the free month of the network. This was going to be more of an advertisement for WrestleMania than a February pay-per-view has been for a long, long time. Mm. And that's absolutely right. It was basically a raw for a good amount with slightly better matches at the end than you would see on TV. But we uh we thank you so much for your call. Uh, Did we lose him? Was it Jay? Was it hey, Jam? Man, uh, what was what I, was the I, name? I, Hold I, on a second. Before uh, we go into the last point, what was the name again? Was it Jam? Jay. Oh no, uh, Jay. Jay. Okay. I wish it was Jam. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But uh, I just want to let you guys know you're by far my favorite podcast out there, oh. and keep up the good work. Oh, now I want to keep three hundred one on. I just it's want your, I just want show. Jay to say good things about us for the next half hour. Oh. I, enjoy, I enjoy listening. It's cool. I, I enjoy just listening. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, hope you enjoy WrestleMania a bit more than we enjoyed Fastlane a little bit. Thank you, Jace. All right. We move on to our next call. And oh. not to say that I didn't enjoy Fastlane, because, again, the last hour was really good. I can find positives in these shows. By the way, in the opener, I, yeah. thought, Ryback, I thought Ryback looked pretty good. Ryback was amazing in the opener. Uh, uh, yeah. Area code 937, you are on Shake Them Rope 67 talking Fastlane. Your name and where are you calling from? Hey, gentlemen, this is Cody from Ohio. Hey, Hi, Cody, Cody from Ohio. <laughs> it's my uh, first time calling in. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for calling in. Welcome to the show. Uh, what is it like for the Ohioans watching Fastlane tonight? Well, pretty much the same for everywhere else. I don't know what you're trying to get at there. No, I was just hoping that Ohioans maybe enjoyed it a little bit more. I don't know. How, what did you think of the show? Was it was it a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down? Thumb, thumbs slightly in the middle, if only for the last uh, couple of segments and uh, the Bray Wyatt segment, everything else. The, the, the bad officiating. I don't know what the hell is going on tonight with these referees, but just constant blown spots um, all throughout the night. And I I know a lot of people, especially in the voice of the wrestling network, have been really down on the Bray Wyatt and Undertaker angle, you know, not wanting to see it. And I got to be honest, when I heard that gong hit, mm-hmm. I got chills like I haven't felt when Undertaker's been involved since probably the CM Punk storyline. Okay. From uh, WrestleMania mm-hmm. 29. I, you know what? That's a sneaky storyline that I think not just you, but a lot of people are going to start getting into as it goes along. 
I just have this feeling that by the time WrestleMania comes, yeah, people may not be super thrilled for the match, but the pageantry around it is going to make that one of the more hyped up matches on the show. Because what else is? I mean, I think I'm almost more enjoying that buildup, you know, what we're going to get with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker than I am that we're going to see for Sting and Triple H. I mean, if I had to pick right now what match I'm more excited for, I'm more excited for Undertaker and Bray. My only interest in Sting and uh, Triple H right now is if Triple H goes over, which I honestly kind of want him to do, mm. given the way they've built that up. Keep that streak alive. Just, just keep beating the WCW guys. I, I, I think it would, it would be just one of those great wins just because I would love to see the internet explode. Mm. And honestly, I'm not that impressed with what I've seen of Sting. He's one of those guys. I was never a WCW guy. I got into wrestling pretty late, so my understanding of him is based on everything I've seen from the network sure. and what I'm seeing of him now. Okay. And he literally is arrived with no bat leave, and tonight he finally brought the bat, but it, I don't know. I'm just I'm not interested in him. I, I know of his stuff in TNA. I never really watched any of TNA, and he's just not doing it for me. They've got this Undertaker-type mystique with him. You know, they've drawn the comparisons and everything. And it's just not hitting anything with me. I don't care. And I'm honestly rooting for Triple H because he's been the more interesting part of the angle. we got a Triple H fan here in the Sting-Triple H buildup. And I'm not completely against you there. I'm, I'm a little bit right now before anything has even happened. Because, again, I've liked the Bray Wyatt promos in the last couple of weeks. I mean, what would you say, Jeff? I mean, right now, if you had to pick which of these two matches that you're most excited for... Uh, what would you pick right now if you could only see one? I'm more excited for Sting Triple H, but that's yeah. just because I, th- I think I think the match will be better. I, I don't think Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker is gonna be that that compelling in ring for for me. But then again, yeah. I'm also you know I I I fully admit I come from the WCW history side of it all, and it, and that's not being a Sting fan or anything like that. Right. It's just you know you can have your pageantry and whatnot. I, I want good matches in the ring. I fear, but that's me. I fear a lot that Triple H is going to try to go in there and do a 20-minute match with Sting, and it's not going to be as good as what an eight-minute match with The Undertaker and Bray might do. Mm, that, that's Because they're going to try to fill too much time, and it's not going to work. Because what else is going along on this show? I mean, I know we don't have the entire card yet, but I mean, this is going to be a four-hour show, and... There's going to be a few 15, 20-minute matches, and what they pick to be those matches is going to be one of the more interesting factors because I don't know if you want to give that much time to Triple H and Sting when Triple H at this point almost needs the T-shirt more than Kevin Steen does. (laughs) That gut was flying today. Uh, Mm. But we have a few other calls coming in. Uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, calling in, Cody from Ohio, and hope you do so in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. No problem. All righty. All right. So we move along here. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's been trying to call in. Uh, We did get a few and I didn't want to uh, bump people from the line. So the lines are open right now. So if you want to call in, we will uh, get you again. That's let's say things on Skype 260-494-3811 talking fast lane. But that's an interesting one. And and we may be wrong by the time it actually comes along. uh, We may end up get getting like no interest at all. For The Undertaker and Bray. I don't know how it's going to work, but uh, we'll have to find out and see. Uh, We got a couple of calls on the line. We'll go first to uh, Danny. Danny, you are on the Skype line here on Shake Them Ropes. Danny, how are you? How did you enjoy Fastlane? Uh, Thanks for taking uh, the Skype call. Uh, Danny Hernandez, uh, Woosh, Danny H on Twitter. Um, Recently, you know, listened to you guys for a couple, like, uh, because you guys get, like, uh, Voices Wrestling gets a lot of retweets, and, uh, and of course, Rob was on with uh, the Observers and the and I'm a big fan of the Lucha Underground podcast y'all do. Um, well, well, Dr. Nov, but sure. as for, as for um, this show, you know, if I would have had like a pop it, like what would have been the finish for the main event, I would have been saying uh, running knee into spear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But like, like I'm one of the, I'm glad like uh, WrestleMania now has a direction with uh, Roman Reigns and, and, you know, Brock Lesnar. But I, I do want to say like, I really wanted to see Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar one time in my life. Mm-hmm. If he goes back to, you know, yeah. MMA, you know, never get to see it. Because I know, like, if you ever heard my interviews with Daniel Bryan, he's a big he's a big fan. He says he can bring, like, this hard-hitting Japanese stuff. So, yeah. 
Oh, I, I have no doubt that they would be, you know, Daniel Bryan against Brock Lesnar would be just like Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. They would go in there to try and have the best match in the show and maybe not up to the level of Mania 19 where they tried to have the best match of all time. But uh, <laughs> I, I would say keep hope alive, Danny. I, I don't know if we're, you know, never going to get that match. You know, I I don't really know if a 30 year or a 38 year old Brock Lesnar is going to go back into the UFC where they're giving uh, you know, a bigger impotence on cutting drugs out of the sports mm-hmm. and maybe a yeah. whole other factor. I mean, he's an older guy. What is right. he going to go do? Maybe right. he'll cash in for one fight and come back. Maybe he'll well, just retire. I don't know. Well, the one guy he can come back for, he's fighting tonight, Frank Mir. You know, keep the hope alive, right? Keep hope alive. <laughs> keep hope alive. Right. Danny, I want to thank you for calling in, uh, and I hope you keep listening to the show. Thanks for the kind words for the Voices of Wrestling podcast. All right. Take care, brother. Thanks. Right. No, I think I think Danny has a good point. Yeah. I think uh, I think I think you know it's not the direction I want necessarily, but it is a direction and it's clear. So it is a direction. It is clear. I think this will finally, and I'm hoping so, so that we can just go back to enjoying Raw. I'm hoping this puts an end to the you know the uh, minority in the audience who's trying to get Daniel Bryan into the main event. You know, this is the direction. Daniel Bryan will do something else. Let's just focus on what we're getting and enjoy it while we're getting it. Um, we go to our next call. Case is on the line. Case, welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode sixty-seven. How are you? And how did you enjoy Fastlane? Uh, there was a point. Oh, this is uh, Brian, not hour. Case. Hold on, hold on, Brian. Uh, we got case, case, on case go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> During the uh, the second hour of the show, there was a part of me that wanted to turn on Total Divas and just forget mm-hmm. that Fastlane ever happened. Yeah, but you didn't, did you? I did not, unfortunately. That was a rough two hours made up by a good main event and then an OKC and a Rusev match. But that was was worse than TLC. That was not a good show. Sometimes you just got to fight through the undercard to get to the main event matches. That's why they're called the main event matches. That's what people are buying. You know, sometimes they just got to fill other stuff in the undercard. Although the odd thing is, and Jeff, um, I don't know if we talked about this point so Mm -hmm. much in the buildup. This was a show that I was actually thinking had a pretty solid card going in. Like, this was a show where I expected good work up and down the card. We just got a bunch of weird stuff. I mean, it didn't help that Rudy Charles was in two matches and completely just became TNA Rudy Charles in both of them. But uh, it was it was an interesting undercard that I thought was going to be better, Jeff. Yeah, I thought it'd be a bit better. You know, the only real bright spot for me in the undercard was that Usos Brass Ring Club match. I I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't great, but it was still pretty darn entertaining, I thought. Yeah, I thought Tyson Kidd has done this and Cesaro has done this where Mm -hmm. those two can go in with any tag team. I think they could go do 10 minutes with the Ascension right now in Memphis. Just bring the people back and they would get the crowd into it by the end of that match. They have been phenomenal in the tag team matches and getting people involved. But everything else was just kind of eh. kind of there. What, <laughs> yeah. what would you say, Case, was your uh, what was the top match on the night? Which one of the main events was your favorite match? I really liked the uh, the Brian Brian Reigns match. I okay. thought uh, it was a nice to see Brian show some more intensity that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And as you guys brought up, I thought Cesaro and Kid were great tonight. I'd like to see those two. Uh, maybe perhaps get fired and go to Noah and uh, <laughs> wrestle in the Global Tag League and wrestle Sakamoto and Okabayashi. I mean, these guys are so good for a team that hasn't teamed together for that long. Uh, but that was a good match. I'm glad they're champions, and uh, I like the main event. You know, I'd probably give that four stars. Yeah, they're just they're just two guys who are going out there to try and prove why they belong on TV, and it's finally working. Finally. I just love the thought of, I love that tag team so much, I want to see them fired. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, Case, I want to thank you for calling in and fighting through uh, the calls here tonight to get on with us. All right. Thank you very much. All righty. All, right. All right, Brian. Brian at 320. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Right. You're, uh, you're most... Going, <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing pretty well so far. Uh, again, if you would like to call in after this, 260-494-3811 or Skype at Let's Say Things or send us a tweet if you can't get through. We're going to try to get through everyone. Uh, but Brian, your biggest takeaway from WWE Fastlane? Um, biggest takeaway? Well... I kind of got what I expected out of it. I went in looking at the card on paper. I'm like, okay, it's not going to be terrible. It has the potential potential to be good. I walked away. I'm like, it was an all right pay-per-view. I mean, I'd give it like a six out of 10. I mean, nothing great, nothing to gripe too much about. As much as I wanted Brian to win the main event, I knew that Reigns would go ahead and win to go on to Mania. So 
I kind of made my peace with that going into it, so I didn't get too fired up and heated. Mm-hmm. Um, after the big reveal, I'm like the Royal Rumble, and I just walked away with that, super angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this was one, if you're giving it a 6 out of 10, Jeff, I think he would probably be more positive than some others might be out there right now. Six yeah, I've been trying to be more positive really, lately with this whole WWE. Good. I that's what I'm need. not going to get. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> that's that's what we need. That's what I try to do. I, I try to be positive because I'm going to watch it every week regardless. So you may as well enjoy it, right? I'm a hater. Oh, for sure. I mean, as much as I complain about the weekly shows, and it's really a weird thing with wrestling. I mean, there's other shows. I'll give it. If I don't like it, I'm going to stop watching it. Yeah. There could be bad Raws, bad SmackDowns, but you know what? I just. I've been watching since I've been eight, so I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I I definitely agree on that uh, on that regard. Plus, it helps when I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch every single show because I might just get right. burnt out, and I'd probably just be done with it. Um, Brian, any final thoughts on Fastlane that you want to get out there? What about? Let me ask you this before we get uh, move along here. Uh, we have Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker clearly going to WrestleMania now. And we got the official announcement of Sting and Triple H. We asked the last couple of callers this. I want to get your take. What match right now, if you had to pick right now, not knowing what the buildup's going to be from here on out, which match would you pick to watch if you could only choose one, Triple H and Sting or The Undertaker and Bray? Um, If I could choose one, I'm going to have to go with The Undertaker and Bray. Because growing up, I was always a WWE guy. I never watched any WCW until after its demise. Okay. So I don't really, I've never really had any invested interest in seeing Sting in a WWE ring. Sure. Versus growing up uh, throughout the Attitude Era, when I started watching wrestling, Undertaker was just this big, like, no pun intended, the big phenom in it. And so, but with that said, I mean, at the same time, I'm not super anti just because he's coming back after a loss. And um, it just seems to me like from what I've Right, and what I've seen, Undertaker seemed to age more in the last two years than he did from all the early 2000s. So seeing Bray Wyatt going there against a not undefeated, just aged Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But I would still have want to go with that one over the Sting and Triple H. Brian, I want to thank you for the call. I don't think that you are alone at all, I think, because of that oh, fact. I think I'm alone. I'm on this hill alone. I think you might be because Sting was the WCW guy, the WWE fan. Now, people were always, you know, I didn't go far out and say that no one knows who Sting is. But I think when you're talking about WWE audiences in 2015, not everyone cares what Sting was. It's not that they, they, they don't know who he is. They just don't know why he's important. Well, there's that, and there's also the fact that, well, for 20 years you've been conditioning the audience to hate WCW, and now right. he's the face in the feud. He's the face. Uh, we move along to our next call, 512 area code. 512, your name and where are you calling from? Guys, my my great personal longtime friends, it is underscore, underscore <laughs> Matthew Stewart. Well, hello, underscore Matthew you? Stewart. I've, I've been waiting Give it to him, now. Matthew. Give it to him. Sorry, <laughs> been waiting and waiting patiently for your call. Thank you for calling uh, yeah. in here on Shake Them Ropes. How did you enjoy Fastlane? Uh, it was all right. You know, I kind of resigned to everything that happened before the fact. I, I do have to say, though, that crowd, guys, boy, oh, boy, that crowd just did not do it any favors at all. It, re- it really didn't. I can't defend um, the crowd, but I also can't can't say, wow, man, that crowd should have been popping hard for that six man or whatever. So, I mean. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's well, kind of know, tough to say. Of, yeah, most of the undercard was tough, but I did promise Rob that I would call in mm-hmm. if uh, Roman Reigns went over clean tonight because we had a disagreement about the uh, the line, uh, the odds making earlier today. So I just figured I would call in and own up to it. Rob, you are in fact the uh, superior <laughs> prognosticator this evening. Wait, that's the only that's the only time anyone will ever call him a superior prognosticator. I. I wrote up an article, and I don't know why I keep doing this, but I wrote on ShakeThemRopes.com earlier yesterday my predictions for the show because I want to do it before any odds or any other influences come on. I may have gotten almost everyone wrong, (laughs) except for the main events, (laughs) except for the main events. I may have gotten almost all of them wrong. But yes, there was no no contest in the main event tonight. But on that point, Matthew, I want to ask you this underscore. What was (laughs) was there any surprise 
Was there any surprise at the fact that there wasn't more interference involved in the two main events? I mean, we had Lana come in barely to distract Cena. But other than that, relatively clean wins in the two main events tonight. Any surprise there? Yeah, I mean, I think that was surprising. It was definitely a little refreshing, too. Um, I tweeted earlier that uh, I just considered the Rusev one a clean win because I kind of just want to. Yeah. Because uh, it's been so long since uh, Cena's lost even that clean. Um, but, you know, it, it's probably going to lead to a, a comeback win at WrestleMania for Cena, which is sort of depressing if you think that's going to happen because they've built Rusev so strong and, and I think so intelligently they've booked him over the last six months or so. So to see him kind of waste it, in my opinion, on Cena would be rough. But I did like I did like the two main events tonight. Kind of got to throw the undercard away, but is what it is. It's a February pay-per-view. It was the February pay-per-view, this time just without a cage match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I want to thank you, Matthew, for calling in tonight, and thank you for arguing with me in depth on Twitter today. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, guys. All righty. I thought it was nice of Cena's if for those who uh, couldn't understand the commentary to give us play by play while it was in the ring. <laughs> yeah, you could hear you could just hear Cena all night calling stuff again. Right, he does is, that. He does that. He talks blur. too much. He talks too ah, much. He talks too loud. He has an entire botchamania segment. Oh yeah, set for himself. I know. I know. I just found it funny every time he had the. Uh, the STF on it's just you can just hear him talking to Rusev in his hair you know what this pay-per-view needed Renee's lisp more of that no it needed Luke Harper on the show kind of did doing what losing doing a match doing anything I don't know yeah doing something Ambrose DQ'd for kicking too much ass my favorite finish that was yeah. interesting. Uh, running through the card, we talked about the sixth man. The authority did get the win, but then Randy Orton returns. So Randy Orton is back. He's coming after Seth Rollins. Looks to be your uh, one of your WrestleMania matches. There's one that I could see getting 20, and you know what? Probably should. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's going to be a fine match. It just the the how they booked it. Whoever was, Whoever thought of this ending should be taken out and flogged. Goldust beat Stardust. This was the match where uh, Rudy Charles, Dan Engler, the referee in WWE, uh, went to count for three. Goldust had the pin still on Stardust. And counted two. Rudy Charles held up his count for no reason. What is he? Good Lord. You know what it felt like? The pace of this match made me think it was an old school kind of farewell match where, you know, you're just kind of taking your time there to give people a chance to say goodbye. And then, then it turns yeah, out, he won. Then it turns out Goldust wins and this, this feud yeah. must continue. And this I guess was when, one where I was shocked. What? I know I, I was shocked because I don't see these two guys getting time on WrestleMania. I'm thinking this is a pre-show match. If anything, they could do pre-show. They could do that. But on the actual WrestleMania show, Stardust and Goldust, if it's anything like tonight, Oh, unless, please don't un- do it. Un- unless there are guys in the back lobbying because Dusty is a legend and because Dustin has done so much for the WWE when they were in trouble. I mean, every time he yeah. comes back, he en- every time he comes back, he ends up staying for a year and a half longer than anybody thought he should. Doesn't mean, I mean, he doesn't have to be winning matches on shows. No. And especially, I'm sure a lot of people in the crowd thought, okay, new look for Stardust. This is an angle that's probably going to stick around for quite some time. Stardust now has, uh, has what... I may believe is going to be his permanent look right mm-hmm. now uh, with the uh, tights and no top. But yeah, this feud must continue as Cody completely basically just leaves the Rhodes name behind. And and we may get a match at WrestleMania. For all I know, we may get a match two weeks on Raw. That'll be the uh, the ending to it. Or maybe uh, these two guys will just be in the Battle Royal. Oh, trust me. There's nobody happier about leaving the Rhodes name behind than Vince. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got you got Stardust now. You may you're not going to have the Rhodes name around for some time. But uh, mm. that was indeed the match that had the referee, and people are going to be talking about that referee. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the card here, but we have another call on the line. Oh. Uh, the Dames at the Dame Seven on Twitter. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Damon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Doing, I'm doing well. I'm follow I'm following your massive collectives collection. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but hey, I want to let you know you are absolutely not alone. I am actually looking forward to this thing match more than a break. Yes. Take a match. 
Um, there you go. You got I've, one. Jeff. I've, I've always been a big Sting fan. That's something I've wanted to see, and I think that uh, even though it's got the ideal opponent, everybody wants to see Sting Undertaker. Um, you kind of have to give Sting a win at WrestleMania, and if he's facing Taker, it, he's got to lose. So my guess is you have Sting go over this year, and then next year you have Sting Undertaker in Dallas, and both retire. That's not bad for me. I, I want, I don't want sting triple H to necessarily be a wrestling classic. I want it to be a fight. If it's a fight, both triple H and stink can cover up some of their deficiencies. I mean, sting was doing that in TNA before he, he left there and triple H every time he has a brawl, it seems to still be kind of intriguing. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. All right. And uh, I actually have a funny, uh, funny tidbit here. My girlfriend was with me and uh, she, She's absolutely adamant she does not want to ever see Undertaker wrestle ever again now that the streak is over. So she's wow. not looking forward to it at all. Uh, right. So so she's on, she's another one where uh, probably this thing match is going to be uh, her, her biggest highlight for WrestleMania besides uh, whatever else they do. <laughs> and you're going you're going live, right? Oh yeah, I'll be there. Um, okay. I'm actually uh, looking forward to the Sting match mostly because of the fact that I'll be there. I can say I, I was there for his one and only, unless he comes back at twenty uh, thirty two. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Are either of you guys going? Probably I'm, not. I'm I'm not unless a ticket opens up last minute. I I really, you know, it's one of those things that just travel and staying there for a while isn't going to coincide with my schedule this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not yeah. going to go unless uh, any of you listeners want to pay for my trip, which is not going to happen, so I'm not going. <laughs> All right, well guys, thank you very much. I just wanted to say hello and give you some of my thoughts and uh Enjoy the rest of the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so much for calling in, Damien. Plus, we have a live post show to do. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, that's going to be tricky if I'm at WrestleMania, how to do a post uh, show. Because as we all know, after my last live experience there beep, at NXT last week, beep, how good we are beep, at live post shows. Beep, how great. Uh, <laughs> yes. What are you going to do? At NP Davis says Sting versus Triple H. That seems like a match on a show somewhere. Yep. That's it's going to be. Uh, and then Ali Al-Assad says, could Dusty Rhodes be the special ref for a Goldust Stardust match if it actually makes WrestleMania? And you that know, might be the only that, way that match yeah. makes the show is if yeah. Dusty's involved. And then uh, and then two of the three take a curtain call and bow and say goodbye. And it's all Stardust from here on out. Mm-hmm. All Stardust. Uh, big breaking news, if you will. Uh-oh. Lil Nate Charles Robinson was added to the show at the last minute, and he did work the John Cena Rusev match. So finally, for the first time in like four pay per views, you got some Charles Robinson on the show to mm. show these young refs how it's done. Must be someone's not happy with the current crop of refs. There's there's something going on that maybe we'll get to after something happens. We'll be able to talk about it, but there's something going on. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so we had Randy Orton returning at Fastlane. We did not have Sheamus. When do you think the Sheamus return happens? Does it happen tomorrow night on Raw? Sure. <laughs> You're so excited for it. Seamus does nothing for me. I know he's a great mid-card big guy worker, but great. I got Ryback doing that now, too. I got Luke Harper doing that. I got plenty of big guys who can work in the mid-card who are going to change wins with one another. It, it was my main problem with the Usos Brass Ring Club matches. That the, that win, now that it happened for the title, meant nothing. Yeah. Because they've been trading wins on and off for how many weeks now? Right. Just doesn't mean anything. I want to I want to address the one thing that the caller just said about John Cena and Rusev and how uh, they'll be a little bit disappointed if Rusev just gets his win streak snapped at WrestleMania to John Cena. Now, back in the day, you know, WrestleMania was supposed to be the culmination of year-long storylines. The, the right. good guy goes over in the end. Right. I think the problem that people are having is not that the good guy's going over Rusev is who the good guy chosen to do that is. Exactly. This could be the place where, you, I mean, just as an example, not as something that you necessarily should do, but this would be the place I'd, I'd give that win to Sami Zayn. Yeah, sure. Uh, makes 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 him a star instantly. Makes him Boom. a star. A Dean Ambrose, if you wanted to do it, you know, someone who might be a yeah. big babyface for a while, and maybe you could start a program with Rusev that can go on for years and years, as just, in like they always end up back together somehow. Just someone with more future ahead of him than not. John Cena's still got ten years probably in him. We might see Rusev and John Cena at WrestleMania thirty five for all we know. 
why are you what you know my point why, why, why no i know see? your point i'm, I'm adding <laughs> on to it you know for those you know the whole gimmick this month has been old man cena and you know what he's not that old no he's not by the way, Lillian Garcia only has one job. Lillian Garcia didn't have the best night. Rudy Charles didn't have the best night. Renee Young didn't have a great night controlling her list. No. Well, <laughs> you notice. So Lillian Garcia is announcing the tag team title winners. Still our next the match here. Yes. Uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro beat the Usos for the tag team title. So, uh, hooray, one prediction I got right. Yeah. Uh, still, the new tag team champions, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. <laughs> Yeah. Immediately, Eden, the other ring announcer, Mrs. Cody Rhodes, wrote on Twitter simply, wasn't me. We'd like to wish her the best in her future endeavors. She's so great. She's so awesome. And you could tell there was some pep in her step when she was announcing the next match. She had the uh, the Paige Nikki Bella match, I believe it was. We're going to get an announcer feud like uh, Fink. No, she had the back in the day. She had the Dean Ambrose, uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose and Wade Barrett is, match. Yeah, that was the match she did, and oh, you yeah. can see her on camera. She's so happy to be doing this right after the botch. Just thrilled with it, making sure she goes perfectly. Well, before that, we had Sting Triple H. Yeah, but yeah, the next announcement. Right. Yeah, yes. no, you're right. You're right. Uh, we did have the Sting Triple H confrontation. We've gotten a little bit into this with our calls. Um, it's a match I like that I, it's going to be a polarizing match. I think the WWE strict fans aren't going to be as into it. Uh, you know, the fact that you have Triple H in there to do the talking, I think might help because I think Triple H can do a pretty good job talking people into it by the end. But they got to keep this one short in the buildup. They can't be doing Sting Triple H confrontations every week. I just thought the presentation was weird. I mean, it made no sense to me that that Sting has ruined all these things for Triple H, and then it's quote unquote a verbal confrontation or whatever, mm -hmm. and Triple H comes out with taped fists, looking like he's ready to fight, just in case, and then. He comes in and he starts talking to Sting. Yeah. Which, which did, I mean, trying to barter deals with a guy that's ruined, that got you fired pretty much. That just made no sense to me. Well, absolutely none. This is Triple H's gimmick mm -hmm. as the authority. He'll always try to do these, you know, he knows they're not going to work. Maybe he doesn't want them to work, but he's always trying to buy people off before they actually fight. That's what he's done for the last two years. Is trying Fair. to buy people off. It still came off both both Sting and Triple H came off a little bit bland and emotionless in this confrontation. I think the confrontation was unique TV. Uh, it was Memphis, so do this in a different crowd, and I think they react a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, what was weird to me is I don't think there's a lot of people out there anxiously awaiting a 15 minute sting and triple h match i think the pageantry a lot like a lot of the undertaker matches it's all about the pageantry they're waiting for the spectacle around the match you know the entrances the build-up you know the allure of these two guys facing off in the ring but not necessarily working holds for 15 minutes so part of that pageantry was going to be the big sting entrance mm. was going to be the bat mm. was going to be the scorpion death drop and he did all of those tonight at Fastlane. He broke out the bat, gave him a bat shot, hit the Scorpion Death Drop. So now you're really watching the pay-per-view to see Triple H and Sting work holds. It was very weird in how they booked the entire segment. I think, you know, maybe a little violence, maybe, maybe even if you bring the bat out. Just doing the bat shot once, point to the sign and leave, great. They did a little too much tonight, I think, which is this kind of... It's a half complaint, half praise, because, you know, hooray, you gave us a lot tonight on the show. Good. But at the same time, business-wise, build to WrestleMania. Does Sting get to use the sharpshooter? I, I tweeted this out that I can't wait for the day of WrestleMania for Tyson Kidd to be told that he can't break out the sharpshooter in his match because it's mm. reserved for Sting. I, I don't know. I, I think they might just do the Scorpion Death Drop and just have it a pinfall. But it was a big signature move from him. The crowd yeah. might react to it. And Stinger, Stinger Splash, Scorpion always, uh, yeah. yeah, always got the crowd. Know. What'll be? I'm more interested in seeing if Tyson Kidd will use it as well if they're actually on the show. 
But that's interesting. I, I don't know what they're going to do there because Sting is not their guy. Tyson Kidd is their guy. He's been using right. it for a while. It, you mm-hmm. know, the move belongs to the hearts. It doesn't belong to Sting. Uh, okay. I, in WWE canon. Okay, in WWE canon, yes. Right. You know what it, I mean. It belongs to the Hart family. Belongs to the Hart family. It's their move. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of this tag title, uh, what do you think they're going to do at Mania? Do you think they're all dumped into the Battle Royal? Do you think there might actually be a tag title match at WrestleMania? It'll be the usual WrestleMania multi-tag team match. I'm, I'm thinking four-way with these two Asc- teams, the, the Ascension, Ascension, and, and Primetime Players. Primetime Players would be a good call. I think that's going to be your four. Uh, I think they'd, I think they'd want a more high profile team. Maybe Ryback and Ziggler come yeah, in. Yeah, I think you got to put some guys in the battle royal who have a shot to win it, though. That's true. Because I think we're getting that battle royal. Um, my my prediction of a Dudley Boys versus uh, Ascension match seems to be not happening. Sadly. Yeah, that prediction was stupid. Sadly, <laughs> uh, we have some Twitter comments. Case Low, who called in earlier, says. Uh, uh, Rusev doesn't what did he say here uh, let's see if Cena goes over Rusev at Wrestlemania all of Rusev's momentum is halted if Rusev wins he's a legit main eventer he needs that win uh, true yep we have the dames uh, chiming in on Twitter so far my girlfriend loves your podcast trying to convince her to call in she's cutting a promo on me and we love your girlfriend I apologize well uh, yeah <laughs> in a platonic way we're not trying to creep in there we're not trying to. Okay. Not trying. Yeah. Um, no, go ahead. Just move on. Just move on. Paige lost. She did not win the uh, the Divas Championship, also called mm-hmm. the Women's Championship. I believe Lillian announced this match, too. Oh, did she call it the Women's Championship? I have to go back. Someone mentioned it on Twitter, and I wouldn't be oh, shocked. That would be fantastic. I believe she called it the Women's Championship. <laughs> but Paige did not get the win here. Uh, Nikki just gets the win. Uh, Sean Bennett from NXT, that NXT head ref, was refereeing this match. Um, he did find a lot of people calling it a botch at the end because there really wasn't. It was a weird looking pin. There was really no tights being grabbed. And yeah, none, of the, none of the ladies in NXT are sweating this match as overshadowing them. I tell you what, though, every time I see Nikki wrestle now, they're not getting long matches, but Nikki Bell is really good. Oh, she's trying. Don't get me wrong. She's trying real hard to have great matches out there. She's trying to be intense. She she's she's yeah. trying to be out there. Nikki Bell is good. Paige is all right. Paige is more of an you know out of the ring character for me as far as what I am attracted to with her character. She's great on the mic. She's great being herself in those backstage segments. Um, but in the ring, there's something not quite right about her when facing certain opponents. And the problem is the opponents she struggles with are the ones she's always in the ring with because they're the top females. She does fine against the Alicia Foxes. She does fine against the Emmas. But she has mm. a problem with those Bellas. She also has a problem with AJ. She has a problem with AJ, too. And AJ is another weird one who always thrived in the longer matches. And then she uh-huh. got met up with Paige, and there was just a mess there. Bree's flannel game is on point. The Bellas are a hot act right now. Yeah, I just... I, I get tired of the only move that they have is to call people losers they don't really cut great promos but you know what are you gonna do i think nick nicky's becoming just as good as brie is in the ring yeah oh absolutely i i like nicky in the ring i like this match for what it was all I right trent, trent williams he at does, mtw3 yes. And Trent Williams at MTW3589 says, uh, yes, for sure. Lillian was the one who said women's championship. Bad okay. night for some of the non-wrestlers on this show. Bad <laughs> night for commentary, too. I don't, I don't want to go in it too much, but. God, that pre-show. Th- th- this was raw commentary. Uh, the pre-show has too many bodies on it. I liked it when it was Alex Riley and, you know, the host and one other person. David Otunga, at least, was interesting. David Otunga is great, but he had to be at the Oscars tonight. Did he? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson's at the Oscars. Oh, wow. Whoopty crap. Yeah. He's a, he hits all the award shows. I went to the Oscars once. And, you know, it is what it is. I watched him once, so that was fine. Uh, okay. Um, Bad News Barrett retained his Intercontinental Championship because Dean Ambrose was kicking too much ass. He, uh, oh, he got disqualified. The worst fuck finish of all fuck for, finishes. For those following the odds makers and the betting lines, the betting lines had Dean Ambrose as a very strong favorite to win. He did not. So this is mm. one of the very few matches of the last two years that have gone against the late minute uh, push in the betting. But yeah, Dean Ambrose gets DQ'd and it looks like this is again, maybe 
I mean, maybe another match for Mania. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe just a raw match here in a couple of weeks, because it seems like there's a lot of matches they can put at WrestleMania, but not really a whole lot of time to fit all of them in. Yeah. But I mean, the match was okay while it lasted. I would like to see a little bit more from Dean Ambrose, and I would like to see a singles win. He has not won a singles match on pay-per-view since Night of Champions 2013. <laughs> well, well, Rob, he hasn't had that many singles matches. He was in the Shield for so long. No. I didn't say that. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about general person who might tweet me. Okay. Hard to win singles matches if you're not in them. At general person. There's another Twitter handle for us to create. Yes. At general person. <laughs> I bet is already taken, by the way. But... Maybe with an underscore. Dean Ambrose was the U.S. champion. He lost <laughs> a match to Big E as U.S. champion during this stretch on pay-per-view in a singles. There's lost, someone else who could be in the four-way. He the, lost to Seth Rollins way. a few times. He lost mm-hmm. to Bray Wyatt a couple of times. This guy can't win singles matches on pay-per-view. No matter what he tries, he just can't win. Well, he's, he, he'd, he'd overshadow Roman if, oh, if, you made him in, if you made him into a star. We, talk, we talked about the John Cena Rusev match. I gave it four stars for you snowflake counters out there, which uh, I mean, not saying a bad thing about you because I'm one of them. Uh, I thought this was an excellent match. It's a it's a toss up there. I think I like this match better than the actual main event. I think this was my favorite segment of the show. Uh, Rusev just continues to be, you know, when he's an intense guy in there, he just knows what to do. He has this great ring presence. He should not be as good as he is this early. I enjoy Rusev. I I didn't enjoy seeing it. And I didn't think it was better than the main event, but uh, I, I I love watching Rusev. Just the little thing he does, the little things, the acting things he does very very well. Yeah, Rusev got the win here with the slight distraction from Lana locked in the accolade. Charles Robinson had to stop the match because John Cena didn't give up. He was Lana passed out. In, Lana in and of herself is a small distraction. Oof. Damien on Twitter says both at general person and at general <laughs> underscore person are taken, sadly. So it looks like my streak of uh, creating awesome Twitter uh, handles for all you followers out there is going to be broken. Uh, we got we got Malenko hottie. That's all. We at need. general person. The main event was Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. We've talked about this match. It was intense. It was it was a Daniel Bryan match that a lot of Daniel Bryan fans are waiting for. Roman Reigns, to me, held up his end of the bargain. I uh, thought it was a good yeah. showing in there. Uh, it gave me actual hope for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania to be in a I, long match with Brock Lesnar. I have to take issue with you here. The, the, I, take I, it. Well, it's you. You keep Never saying you. You made excuses for Roman. Well, he's not used to these twenty-minute matches. He's only been doing them on house shows. He yeah. has five weeks, five weeks to be the main event at WrestleMania. You yeah. tell me he's going to cram in that time to be able to do a twenty-minute match, two matches a week with Daniel Bryan. I think he, he'll no, be okay to put I, something together. If, if he's going to be on how he needs to be on house shows with Daniel Bryan. Am I wrong there? No, you're you're not wrong there at all. Unless it's Seth Rollins. I don't care if it's two baby faces and you want to main event house shows with Roman Reigns against a guy like Rusev and have a DQ win or main event him against Big Show. He needs to be in main event matches weekly. Put him in there with Luke Harper. Luke Harper would be another good option. But he needs to be doing those matches twice a week for the next five weeks. He needs to be doing them twice a day for the next five weeks. I mean, I just, I don't see him cramming this far. I mean, it, you can watch progression of wrestlers. In five weeks, he's not going to be able to do a 20-minute main event match. I know they're not going to do it because you got to give these guys the time off, but WrestleMania is a pretty important show, right? It might be a necessary evil to send Roman to NXT for a week or two and let him get in the ring with Kevin Owens and work on a Brock Lesnar-Roman match down there at NXT every day Mm. with Kevin Owens or someone down there. Kevin, I think, would be the best guy to do it. Put him at NXT for a week and have him work out a WrestleMania main event. Or even go to Brock's one of Brock's hideaways, because I'm fairly certain he probably has a ring or he could set up a ring there and just work with him. Yeah, but then you have to ask Brock if he's willing to do all that too, and that That's that becomes true. the chink in the uh, the armor there, where it's uh, you know it's not really probably something that's realistic. No, you're right. I but you got to do something. That. Put him on house shows with Luke Harper. Send him to NXT for a little bit. All I'll say was it the best Roman could possibly look? Of course not. But does it give me hope for a WrestleMania long main event with Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. 
kind of part of me hopes that this is one of two matches and this is the one where Brock kills him. And this is why I never thought that the triple threat was going to happen. I definitely don't think it is now. I don't think there's anyone out there that th- that thinks a triple threat is still the plan for WrestleMania. Am I right in that? Not for the main event, no, but I think there is a triple threat that's coming. Could be Brian. Uh, you mentioned Brian, Big Show, and Kane. That very. I still think that's going to happen. That's very possible, very possible. But yeah, I, you know, this was a singles match. Once we thought Reigns, ever since Royal Rumble with Reigns and Brock Lesnar, I thought that was going to be the direction. I think at the end of the day, they'll stick with it. After we had the crowd reactions to Daniel Bryan in the last couple of Raws, I thought so even more that they would stick with it because, again, there was a lot of time in between the Rumble and WrestleMania for them to just stick to their plan based on crowd reactions, and it looks well, they as massaged, if they've done that. Well, they massaged the crowd to get the reaction they wanted. Let's not, let's not say that this was necessarily a fair representation of how the crowd feels about Daniel Bryan. Right. And they, they, it, they, they were manipulating them to get the response they wanted so that they can then do the plan that they want and say they were right all along. I mean, I'm fine with that, but don't it, it, let's not muddle the waters and say, yeah, people were looking at Daniel Bryan. And they really didn't. They were really kind of apprehensive about having him in the main event there. It would, no matter the the reasons why. Right. I just thought that would be our outcome. And it ended up. Oh, being, I did, too. I think we yeah. both picked uh, Reigns clean, didn't we? Uh, picked Reigns clean in our preview show. Uh, yeah. And again, I never wavered from the thought that they would just have that one match. Uh, we have a poll up at shakethemropes.com. It's on our front page. It's also at shakethemropes.com slash polls. We'll leave it up there until our show on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite match from WWE Fastlane? You can go and vote on any of the matches that took place. We will be back on Wednesday night uh, up at voicesofwrestling.com and shakethemropes.com with episode 68, where we'll be talking about the uh, the road to WrestleMania basically fully begins right now. Uh, fully begins uh, before I go into my big spiel here. Someone has created the username at underscore general person. <laughs> I hope it was Matt. I hope it was Matt at underscore general person. Kind of hard for Dean Ambrose to win singles matches. If he's always in tag matches at pay-per-view. Oh, you troll. <laughs> I love you at general person. By the way, go watch, go watch. The, I watched it today. I watched our match for this week from yes, Starcade. We're going to be talking about, uh, the match that we're going to be talking about on Wednesday's show is Kidman versus Mysterio Jr. versus Juventud Guerrera, WCW oh, Starcade so 98. Good. So good. We'll be talking about that match as we continue our top 100 countdown from WWE.com. I finally, after 13 weeks, finally did put up the entire list up at ShakeThemRopes.com. So if you go to the front page, there's a link there for the WWE top 100 matches. You can follow along with the list as well as a link to every episode where we reviewed each match. So you can go and follow along. Eventually, I think what I'm going to do is put a compilation together uh, where we'll just compile in one podcast all of the match reviews. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, so we'll do that at some point. Maybe after each 20. Maybe we'll do like 20, 20, 20, and then at the end, we'll put all 100 in one episode by the time we get there in 2016. So, and that, and that way you can hear us be positive about a lot of things. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited to watch this triple threat. I have no memories of it whatsoever. Oh, you, haven't, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause I watched that and then well, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, we'll talk about it on Wednesday. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. We'll be back with episode 68, talking the fallout of raw. We'll be talking about the road to WrestleMania match number 87 on our countdown. Uh, Maybe some you, NXT talk in there. Somewhere. If you're listening to the podcast version of this and have some strong hot takes on Fastlane and you want to get them to us, leave us a voicemail at our Skype name or the phone, 260-494-3811, and we'll play it on the show on Wednesday. Uh, if you are not following us on Twitter, I encourage you to follow us on Twitter so you can learn about when we go live on these shows and interact with us. So uh, We have a lot more downloads of the podcast than we have Twitter followers, so you guys should follow us on Twitter, at ShakeThemRopes. And if you haven't already, go uh, catch us on YouTube. The video shows getting rave reviews from the few from the few people who have watched them. Uh, ShakeThemRopes.com slash YouTube. You can catch our weekly podcasts in full clips that we throw up as well as our post show ramblings that we have started to do, uh, which uh, are exciting. So you can go catch all that at ShakeThemRopes.com. VoicesOfWrestling.com has a review of Fastlane. If you want to go hear a bunch of different opinions on the show and they will have, I'm sure, Fastlane talk on their podcast this week as well. Jeff, any final thoughts? And if you want to follow me personally, I'm at crap game 13. I do mostly wrestling banality, but other banality as well. And bad, horrible, horrible jokes. Well, some of my jokes are quite good. Thank some you. Some of them click. Some Thank of them. You. 
Sometimes uh, you, you just got to throw you, things up at the wall and see what sticks. You can't hit a thousand. You can't hit a thousand. I mean, everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, Jeff, it has been a fun show. Thank you for everyone who called in with WWE Fastlane Reaction. Uh, if you're not subscribing to the podcast, go do it. I appreciate everyone for listening and watching and hope you all continue to do so. We will be back Wednesday night. Have a good night, everybody. And still the new Shake Them Ropes podcast. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Kuhn, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.